it's great to have the ability to work anywhere, but on the other side, having in-person collaborations is also very important. For employers, the current job market is leaving them in distress as they struggle to find and secure the best talent for their companies. As a result, many companies are looking for ways to improve their hiring practices so that they can stand out in candidates' pools of potential employers. Many companies have begun to offer incentives to new hires such as increased pay and increased PTO. Yet are these strategies enough to alleviate the struggles faced in this competitive market? Are there other tools that employees and employers can utilize to better navigate this environment and have a more successful hiring experience? Welcome back to Yo's podcast, Back to Work. I'm your host, Joe McIntyre, and on this episode, we discuss the extreme level of competition that is currently shaping the job market and address the ways that everyone involved can better navigate the hiring process and level the playing field. Today, I'm fortunate to welcome Lanya Terry, Vice President of Talent Acquisition at Dane Zimmerman and Yo. Lanya, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Great to have you. Lanya is here with us to address the serious competition in the job market as a result of the pandemic period and discuss what employees and employers can do to adapt their hiring practices to compete in this environment and better their odds at finding success. So Lanya, let's start off with a a pretty basic question here. Based on your experience in the workforce pre-pandemic and since COVID-19, what would you say are some of the biggest changes that have truly evolved in the job market? Do you think these changes are temporary or do employers need to prepare for these changes to affect hiring practices over the long haul? Some of the biggest changes are the shift in the talent balance in terms of employers having a leg up over candidates and now candidates have more of a say in the type of work that they'd like to do um, and how they'd like to work, which was very different pre-pandemic for a lot of organizations. And so I think these are more long-term effects from COVID because a lot of companies were able to shift into a virtual environment. And so now a lot of the workforce understands that they can work a more flexible work schedule and they can work in various locations. And so I think this is a more long haul uh, way of doing business for organizations now. Have you seen companies change their hiring practices to fit this current landscape or a few or maybe even more than that uh, still stuck in those pre-pandemic hiring ways? The majority of organizations that I am in contact with and our own, we've all definitely shifted because the organization wanted to stay competitive and you have to be innovative in thinking about future state of the organization. So there was really no option during the pandemic other than to shift. And so I think a lot of companies are looking at different ways of balancing that, but the majority of them have made that shift. What are some ways that employers can get a deeper understanding of their candidates throughout the hiring process? Are there ways that employers can better understand what candidates want from a position during the hiring process to make sure it's a good fit before an offer is made? What I think employers can do is ask, understand from a candidate perspective what they're looking for, because that's definitely going to help them understand if they are aligned so that there is a mutually beneficial arrangement. 
um, between the candidate and the employer. So I think that employers just need to ask what candidates are looking for and compromise to see if they can be flexible in their needs. Yeah. Have you seen, I guess, you know, now that uh, town is in such high demand that companies have made more reactive hires uh, where maybe someone isn't necessarily a fit, but they just need to fill a body. So they hire someone too fast. Have you seen that? I have not seen that, but I do know that organizations have put more emphasis into their hiring process to make it a more efficient and speedy process in terms of bringing talent into the organization because it is such a competitive marketplace. What are some strategies that candidates can utilize to not only stand out in what's a super competitive market, but also ensure that their prospective employers are able to match their needs? What should what should candidates do, people looking for jobs? Candidates need to do some research on an organization to not understand just what the job entails, but what the culture of that organization is and how they can align their needs in terms of work schedule and or benefits, those other soft benefits, they they can do their research on an organization by visiting their website, linking in with individuals um, who work there through LinkedIn and other um, job board networks so that they have a better understanding of what the whole organization has to offer outside of just the work that they'll be doing. What are some strategies that employers can implement into their hiring practices to make sure that they're evolving along with the candidates and the job market? It's super competitive. Everybody knows that. Uh, What are some strategies that they can employ to to better uh, increase their chances of landing that top tier talent? That's a great question. I think employers can start with focusing on their employer brand in the marketplace they can work on process efficiency so that they're working as fast as possible and efficiently to bring talent into the organization quickly. They can work on their job descriptions and job postings so that it attracts the right talent. They can develop a social media strategy to help with recruiting those individuals from various job boards and definitely leverage the employee referral programs that most organizations have. Because when a referrer refers someone, they're both more likely to stay. When you're talking to clients uh, of Yo or, or whomever it may be, how do you help them improve their employment brand? Uh, it's, it sounds like a great thing. Hey, let's boost our employment brand. But are there any tips that you can offer to employers to to boost that brand so when candidates are looking, they, they see a company and they realize that's one I want to work for? A lot of companies haven't really spent a lot of time understanding how their organization is reflected into the marketplace. So spending some time understanding how a candidate sees your organization when they are looking at positions on the various job boards is one way that you can expand your brand. What things do you want to highlight around the culture of your organization? It's not just the jobs that you're working on. What else, what other benefits can you display that would attract talent into your organization? So that's that's really one of the major viewpoints of uh, expanding your brand. And then looking at your job postings, as I mentioned, because 
you can talk about the amazing work that you do in your organization and help an individual understand how they can be a part of that organization simply by job posting. Now, with many candidates interested in either remote work or hybrid-based work environments, pretty much seems like increased workplace flexibility uh, may be a more permanent effect of the pandemic that employers will need to keep in mind when interviewing potential hires. Um, what does the future of hiring look like in a hybrid world? Are we uh, going away from this this idea that ca- uh, candidates need to live in the areas where businesses are located? Kind of, where do you see this all shaking out? I think it's going to be dependent on the organization. I mean, I see both sides of the coin. That it's great to have the ability to work anywhere, but on the other side, having in-person collaborations is also very important. So I think there's going to have to be a balance. I think more organizations will continue to offer the hybrid work schedule because they do understand and recognize that flexibility is a key component to what candidates are looking for right now and future state. But they also would like to have people in the office to have those brainstorming sessions to collaborate on different projects and work together to continue to drive the organization's productivity. So I think there's a balance to be had, and I think the hybrid work model will probably be around for quite some time. Now, it seems like based on what you just said, um, hybrid work environment seems to be here to stay, uh, and it's going to be a more of a need to have for candidates rather than a nice to have. Are there other ways that employers can offer flexible work options, whether it's hour changes, uh, days of the week that people work. Uh, What are some of these uh, other alternative ways that uh, employers are offering more flexible work environments? Yeah, the majority of them are doing just what you mentioned. They're offering uh, alternate work hours to help parents to care for their children's drop off and pickup times. They have um, additional work days that people may want to come into the office in comparison to having so many people in the office at once. So staggering schedules. There's a a wide variety of things that organizations are trying to do from an out-of-the-box thinking perspective in terms of how can we make this work for the candidate workforce um, and to, again, attract talent, the right talent into the organization. There's going to be challenges as these companies are working to implement these new flexible environments or new options for candidates to make their jobs more attractive. What are some of the biggest challenges um, or maybe pitfalls that companies need to avoid when changing their benefits or changing the options that they offer candidates so they're not being too reactive but um, can actually offer benefits and perks that will be there for the long haul? Each organization needs to look at what they can really do and assess if everything that they're hearing can actually work for that organization. So if we do decide to adjust work schedules, how does that affect other people on the team? And it's just a very thoughtful process. And I think organizations really need to take a hard look, have several meetings about it with their leadership to determine the best path forward. Um, Because you don't want to get into the area where you do fall into some of those pitfalls where you don't have enough people working and the productivity drops because of it. So it just has to be a a more thoughtful approach in terms of making sure that 
everybody is aligned on how we're going to work moving forward. Lonnie, you mentioned a little while ago this idea of a referral bonus program. I think it can sound great. Companies offer some incentive to help uh, help bring in new people to the company. How do you develop a referral bonus program that's you know, smartly designed and uh, is something that maybe people don't take advantage of, but actually provides some smart incentives for people to uh, to bring in their friends and former colleagues into the organization? Yeah, that's a great question. So really, you have to focus on market analysis and understanding what other organizations of your size and um, the type of work that you're doing, what they are offering people to see if you're competitive um, in terms of a referral bonus program. Because if you are competitive, the employees will refer to people. If you're below market, they won't. So you have to really have an understanding of what the market is calling from for in terms of having a more robust referral bonus program. And we, we've done that. We increased our referral bonus program so that we could be competitive in the marketplace. And that's one of the strategies that's helped us to fill these positions much faster. Have you found um, when either talking with clients or with potential candidates in one way or the other that salary and compensation aren't necessarily the, the be all end all anymore uh, where you can't just offer you know this obscene salary um, and expect to get everybody? There's much more to it than that. Absolutely. On a day to day basis. And I have an example. We had an individual who was really happy with the salary that we were offering, but was very concerned that at the time we didn't offer pet insurance. And so we went to our total rewards team, had a conversation with them to understand if it was something that we could possibly offer future state. And voila, we now offer pet insurance. So we do listen to the candidate's perspective around the things that they're looking for outside of just a total, uh, excuse me, a compensation perspective. We want to know more holistically their needs that um, would help them to be a great asset for the organization. Do you find that surveys or there are uh, ways to gauge what current employees are looking for uh, versus what may be uh, something that a company could offer prospective employees? Uh, how do you kind of identify those ahead of time so you're not asking yourself, well, how are we falling short, but actually going to your current employees and saying, what should we be offering moving forward to make sure that our employment uh, brand or our employment offering is as robust as it can be? We, we do have surveys that we utilize to capture that data from a current marketplace perspective with in terms of candidate population. Our talent acquisition partners are our first line of defense when it comes to what candidates are looking for because it's real-time information. But then once they get here, we still want to have an idea of communications with our new hires and understand, okay, this is great. Welcome. What are there any other things that you thought of post-hire that you think we should add to our benefits so that we can attract the right talent? All right. Well, Lanya, I want to thank you so much for, for joining us uh, to discuss the evolving hiring practices uh, and informing us on in the ways that those involved in the hiring process can better tune their techniques, as we say, uh, to match the current environment and guarantee that they're getting what they want out of the situation. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in to Yo's Back to Work podcast. To hear future episodes of the podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen in. For Yo's Back to Work, I'm Joe McIntyre. Thanks for listening.